everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Ryan Muhammad, she, her pronouns, writer for Becker's Healthcare. Today, I'm absolutely pleased to be joined by Michael McLean, founder and managing member of Left Coast Healthcare Advisors. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, with that, let's jump right into our first topic and our discussion today. So to begin, could you please just introduce yourself and talk about what brought you to the ASC space and also what is keeping you there? Sure. Uh, as, as you said, I'm the founder and managing member of Left Coast Healthcare Advisors. We're a small consulting firm focused on the ambulatory space. But when you ask that question about, uh, you know, how did I get to this space and who am I? I'm kind of the kid who didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. You know, started life as a paramedic, a, a hospitalist PA, and then a clinical director of a, for my own hospitalist group at a, a large academic trauma hospital back in Michigan. And I kind of fell into the ASC space, um, joining a small ASC with some local surgeons in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And yes, Kalamazoo, Michigan, it's real. Uh, and 20 years later, I'm still in the space. Uh, and I've spent time as an ASC administrator, an owner operator of my own ASC, uh, a hospital CEO, practice CEO, uh, and most recently a healthcare executive for a, a large Catholic health system on the West Coast. But I'm still in the ASC space and, and I can't be more excited to be here and talk about ASCs. But what keeps me here, you know, I think the, the key is the breadth and skills of knowledge uh, that you needed in the ASC space. I mean, I remember my first job as an ASC administrator. I was a chief cook and bottle washer and a professional firefighter, all wrapped up into one. And that's kind of the what keeps me here is that this environment is always changing, always moving and adapting. Uh, you know, we bring true value. Uh, that is better for patients, better for physicians and communities, but it's still a small family environment. I still run into people, in fact, uh, 20 years later that I worked with uh, side by side again and again. And so that combination uh, of having great value and that small family environment, it's it's even better as a consultant because uh, we actually get to uh, be a part of truly improving healthcare. And then maybe we can even help some of the clients do a little more growth, a little more expansion, a little more firefighting. But uh, I love this space. Wonderful. That is so good to know. And thank you so much for giving us that background information. Uh, well, with all your experience in this space, I'd love to ask you, you know, healthcare as an industry looks a lot different than it did 10 years ago, especially in the ASC space. Um, can you provide our listeners a brief overview of any recent uh transformatives in the ASC space? Oh, yeah, it, you're right. It looks completely different than it did 10 or 15 years ago. You know, especially as you look at the environment, it's it's always changing, but there's a lot of attention on ASCs. Uh, as we watch labor expenses uh, at all-time highs and, and engagement scores falling, it's it's becoming more and more difficult to recruit nurses, which was not always the case. Um, acuity is much higher and continuing to rise. And along with that uh, comes increasing costs for supply chain and the real estate to support that. We've also seen in the last several years, reimbursement become pretty static. Uh, and payers are actually taking a much more active role, not just in reimbursement, but in operations. 
uh, in mergers and acquisitions of physician practices and facilities. And when we've seen large payer groups like United become Optum and acquire SCA, you see tenant deeper involved with USPI, and you see large medical groups uh, being purchased or stood up by individual payers, it's a very different environment. Hospitals, interestingly, who were traditionally our heavy competitors have become partners and are still competitors, sometimes at the same time. And then non-traditional investors, that's probably the biggest uh, change in the market that I've seen is private equity, big tech, uh, entering the space, bringing all sorts of creative energy and capital, but their own challenges to the market as well. Yeah, absolutely. And also, what should both physicians and healthcare leaders uh, need to understand before entering the ASC space? This one, I feel like, is a really key question. And also, what key considerations differ between these stakeholders? Um, what concerns are the same? Why all of that good information? You know, I think that I would really wrap that all up into three words, which is do your homework. We see lots of examples across the country of what happens when you don't do your homework in an ASC partnership or what we call build it and they won't come. And so that homework involves, you know, starting with physicians and physician alignment first, not building or location first understanding the motivations of the physicians that you want to become involved with are key. You've probably heard the joke that if you've seen one ASC, you've seen one ASC. The same goes for physician partners and understanding their motivation. Are they looking for a liquidity event, an income offset? Maybe they're looking to control their clinical experience and staffing. Maybe they need an ASC to help with physician recruitment or practice growth and expansion. Their needs can be pretty varied. And so understanding why the physicians want a partner uh, is a key a first step. And then understanding the goals of the non-physician partners that, that may be part of this and align on what the future state is. Everybody wants growth. Everybody wants a return on investment. But how you achieve it and what the value proposition a non-physician partner brings is critical and it varies. If you use the example uh, growth in and of itself, hospitals, as a partner example, are looking for mar market growth, but they may need to limit or control their case migration while they build their own backfill strategies. And often hospital partners are looking to have speed into a market but their development timelines might be inconsistent with the ASC build in terms of regulatory staging, uh, payer contracting staging, or uh, just the simple matter of ramping volume. Uh, management partners who are key in these types of relationships also want market growth, but their value proposition varies and how they approach it. Uh, some management partners bring fantastic payer contracts. Others really focused on operational savings or creative uh, partnerships. And then some bring the ability to recruit new docs. And so understanding which value proposition matters in your market uh, is, is also very important. And then private equity firms are another great example. Definitely interested in market growth, but their expectations for speed of growth or a, a percentage of ROI 
those targets can sometimes conflict with the market or with a physician's approach to management, physician's approach to how they charge their patients or how much risk they're willing to take. So really understanding both sides of that is, is a critical piece of building partnerships. Uh, and you have to understand that each one is different. Yeah, thank you so much for that insight. Doing your own research is obviously extremely important. And since we're discussing a little bit about partnerships, can you talk more about partnership? What are some common characteristics of a great ASC partnership? Um, when considering a ASC partner, what should leaders look for? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and while it may be a little cliche, I think you have to start with a concept of trust and mutual respect. Uh, as a great ASC partnership, if that trust and mutual respect isn't there in the beginning, it's really unlikely to develop over time. And so having that piece in place first. Um, it's also important to remember that an ASC is a piece of a larger partnership. Uh, while it is in itself a partnership, uh, remember that for physicians, ASCs are often an extension of their practice. And so when you think of a larger partnership with physicians, you need to approach it that way, is that there's more than just the bricks and mortar of the ASC. Uh, how do you begin to align those partners? Uh, again, having a physician first concept, allowing physicians to be involved in the decision making, uh, giving them as much control of their clinical environment as possible. But it's more than just aligning in the ASC building. Uh, having an alignment with clinical decision-making. Uh, what are the right cases? What are the right timing or procedures that are, are for what's going to come to the ASC? Do you have common community value? Uh, making sure that your approach to how you handle non-commercial patients uh, is discussed openly and upfront. Um, having a common approach to conflict resolution uh, it, it's surprising how many uh, partnerships, successful partnerships, have to deal with conflict because it's always going to be there. And so understanding how are you going to approach it when it happens is very important. And then expect a compromise. Um, there are going to be things that both physicians and non-physician partners just can't agree on. And so finding a way to the middle and then that goes back to the trust and mutual respect, being able to work through compromise uh, with trust and respect for each other it is, a, is what I see as one of the most important pieces of great ASC partnerships. And then as you think about the developing partnership, being realistic about time, cost, and expense profiles, not just for the build, uh, but for the first two, three, four years of operations. You know, everybody's excited to sign documents and write checks uh, the first time. Almost nobody is excited to write checks after you're open because you ran into a payer issue or construction is going over or maybe the volume isn't growing as initially planned. So having those realistic approaches first and then agreeing upon realistic growth targets and expectations because very few people have problems with beating their expectations, uh, you get into much more trouble not meeting them in the first place. So having that trust, having that alignment with physicians and non-physicians, a realistic approach, and then a little bit of grace because nothing goes as planned. 
Yeah, absolutely. Trust and respect can definitely make or break the partnership. I completely agree. Um, and Michael, before I let you go, the last thing I wanted to ask you is where do you see the ASC market headed? What's next? What are you most excited about? I was hoping you give me some foreshadowing moments. Hmm. Foreshadowing. Well, you know, certainly there are a lot of headwinds to navigate. Um, it is still a, a really vast and fragmented market um, with many, many, many ASCs still independent. Uh, we're continuing to see challenges with labor shortages, not just nursing, uh, but clinicians as well here on the West Coast. We're certainly seeing uh, difficulty in recruiting surgeons and recruiting anesthesia providers. Uh, and that's on top of supply and implant costs that just continue to rise with the flat reimbursement that I talked about before. But I really believe, uh, honestly, that necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, and we're already beginning to see some of that come to fruition. You know, we see more creative investment models uh, showing up than just the standard ASC physician joint venture model. Uh, interesting models with ASCs actually employing their physicians and other more complex institutional partnerships. We're also seeing more creative financing uh, and more creative reimbursement models. Uh, when you think about things like robotic services, uh, quite often we're seeing vendors come with really interesting ways to help pay for equipment, uh, either through rebates or other programs that make higher technology available that was, was never available before. Uh, we see new management companies uh, and new structures, as well as uh, continued platform acquisitions. And then private equity, as I mentioned before, brings an entirely different viewpoint, uh, different capital models, different unique multi-tiered investment models. And so much of that is being used to sort of attack the challenge uh, of, of these rising expenses. And then we are obviously watching consolidations continue in earnest, consolidations of practices, ASCs, hospitals, ASC management companies, and in the payers, that will not stop. Uh, and the reason that it won't stop is that we have continually rising acuity, uh, and it's driving that consolidation. You know, orthopedic and spine is definitely an area where we're continuing to see an expanded complexity. Uh, more services, more overnight services, and and a much higher level of care being able to be provided in our, our high-quality ASCs. Cardiology, uh, one of the areas I'm very interested in, in watching. As the payer and regulatory environment continues to improve, we will see, uh, we will see cardiology. We're already seeing it in some states expanding greatly. And then an area of huge unmet need that I see is really in the urology and gynecology services spaces. As many of those services have historically been tied to obstetrics, uh, many of our gynecological surgeons and their patients have not had the same level of ASC access uh, that maybe orthopedic spine and other large areas have. So I think that's an area of unmet need we'll watch to grow. But for me, uh, you know, an amateur nerd, the guy that had a Commodore 64, uh, I am super excited about uh, how the data and analytics world is starting to roll out. 
as we see expanded uh, electronic records and documentation platforms available to ASCs, because that combination of that electronic documentation and what we see with AI-driven tools that are helping to cut through a lot of the noise in traditional charting to identify operational best practices, financial best practices in real time, that's super exciting for me in the ASC space because that allows ASCs to start becoming part of the larger healthcare ecosystem and to really show all the good work that we know has been going on for years. You know, in my mind, ASCs have to continue to invest in those spaces as we move forward um, because ASCs ultimately play a critical role in the surgical continuum of care. Uh, they help drive that concept of the right patient the right procedure the, in the right location for the right price. Uh, it improves everybody's experience. And after 20 years of being in this space, I still love it. I, I still think it's the best. I still think it's cutting edge. And I can't wait to see what the next 20 years looks like. Absolutely. Well, I'm right there with you with that excitement. And Michael, I want to thank you so much for those final thoughts and for your time and a great discussion today. I really do appreciate it. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much. Yes, of course. And I'd also like to thank Left Coast Healthcare Advisors as well for sponsoring this episode. You can also tune into more podcasts from Pectus Healthcare by visiting our podcast page. Thank you again, Michael. Thank you.